you've just tuned into Surviving My Past. A survivor podcast about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. Join me in raising awareness and inspiring others. Are you ready? Let's rock this healing journey. or the second episode, I guess I should call it, of the Surviving My Past podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking some time out of your day to listen to this, and I appreciate it very much. Um, as I said, this is my second show. The last one was loaded up last week. It was my very first time doing a podcast for the uh, Surviving My Past blog, which, of course, I am Lyric. I'm the guy that owns the site. I'm the guy behind the keyboard. Um, I'm not new to podcasting. I've actually been doing podcasting for a long time, but mostly uh, sports-related and uh, NFL-related. I've ran a couple of websites in the past, and a buddy of mine runs a, uh, a website for an NFL team, and I help him do podcasts from time to time. And I'm very comfortable doing it, but... Doing a podcast with this particular topic, uh, being a survivor, childhood sexual abuse, dissociation, anxiety, PTSD, uh, OCD, all that kind of stuff that I have and, you know, so many of you also suffer with as well is a bit more intimidating. It's a bit more nerve wracking. So I'm doing my best to kind of stay calm, stay cool and just work my way through it and talk to you guys as if we were hanging out somewhere at a park or at a restaurant or shooting the bull or whatever. So um, I'm again, I'm glad that you're here and I hope that you'll enjoy this show. Uh, this one is going to be in conjunction with a blog post that I'm putting up on the site sometime this this coming week, which is the week of May uh, 16th. Uh, 2016, and uh, it's going to be a bit of a uh, add-on to that, some more information uh, surrounding the topic recently discovered within the last month or so with all the problems that I've been having uh, with my mother. So I'm going to give you some background on that, and hopefully by the time we're done with this uh, show, I'll be able to put a bit of a positive spin on it here. It's very difficult for me to talk about, so let me just back up a little bit. Um, As far as my healing journey goes, as I mentioned in the first show and as I mentioned many times on the blog... I started to seek a therapist uh, January of uh, 2015 after my second marriage and, and divorce about two years prior to that, and mostly just to try and seek some help to try and put my life back together to be a single dad to you know decide how I was going to you know do best to run my life and just get some clarity and, and some insight and you know that type of thing. And of course, it mor- morphed into um, later that summer more into the uh, healing journey and the discovery of more of what went down when I was uh, sexually abused by a teenager in my neighborhood when I was between 5 and 10. So that's, uh, you know, just, just a little bit of a recap there. And so my healing journey has been all about that, the battles, the trials from the abuse to growing up to the bullying in uh, late elementary school and middle school to how all that carried over into my adult life, to careers, uh, relationships, friendships, everything, uh, sexual abuse survivors or any survivors of any type of abuse, it affects our whole lives as we know. It's not just something that you just get over. Um, It takes a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication to healing. And for me, after I suppressed it for over 30 years, I have a lot of ground to make up. So I am going at my own pace, but I'm glad that I did start this healing journey. So um, back on topic now, though, this, I never realized that so much of my past was not just about my abuse and the bullying, but also about how I was treated younger by my mother. 
And I will preface this by saying that I was not physically abused or verbally abused by my mother, but I was not validated and I was not given the love and the support that I felt I needed um, during the times of abuse and whatnot. So basically, after everything went down, when I was between five and 10, I clammed up and I didn't say anything because I was groomed to not say anything. And then as I got older, my my parents who are very religious uh, go to church every week they've been on deacon board or i'm sorry they've been on board of elders they've been deacons deaconesses choir members you name it um and they have been in their church their whole lives and that's fine um i was raised in a church i went to a christian school my entire life so i pretty much had the bible right in front of me all the time no matter what whether whether i wanted to or not it was for lack of a better term, shoved down my throat. And I don't necessarily like to say it that way, but that's pretty much what it was and how I felt. So as I started to get older, post, you know, or uh, pre-teen years and into middle school and high school, I began to do what a lot of teenage guys and gals do, and that's rebel. I was tired of living the way my parents wanted me to. I was tired of listening to the music they wanted me to, dressing the way they wanted me to, acting the way I wanted they wanted me to, tired of wearing my hair, the way they wanted me to, pretty much just tired of being what they thought I should be, and I wanted to be myself. So, of course, I got into heavy metal, and I was smoking cigarettes, and hanging out with my buddies, and I got a part-time job in a restaurant hanging out with all the cool kids from the public schools, which I just idolized completely, because I thought they were just the coolest things ever. So, over time, I became a bit more worldly, I guess you could say. But for me, it felt comfortable. It felt good. These guys were validating me, these guys and gals. They were accept- They were accepting me for who I was. They were accepting me the way I looked, the way I talked, the way I acted. I embraced their likes and dislikes. They embraced mine. Like It was pretty much just a total even street. We all just got along. We hung out. After work, we went to you know parties. We had our own parties. Um, my parents had a pool when I was growing up, so we, we would go over late at night and swim and all that. So without rambling on too much, I had a good time hanging out with my friends, and I was really just tired of being invalidated and treated like crap because I wasn't living up to the way, to way my mother thought I should live. You know, my, my heavy metal music was of the devil and it was there was demons and I was possessed and it was evil and horrible and my friends smoked and you shouldn't smoke because that's bad for you, which I get it, smoking's bad for you. I have since quit, but at the time you couldn't tell me anything. You know, I was hanging out late with my friends and doing all the things that teenage boys do when they're in that phase and I was having a good time and, you know, I grew my hair long and, of course, it was in the 80s so I had the big spiked mullet. It was really awesome, like... If I could grow a mullet now, I totally would, but I can't anymore because my hair goes straight up instead of down anymore, but just in case you wanted to know that. So this has been more, or that whole high school experience and growing up in my teenage years was more about rebelling and trying to do everything I could to be what my mother didn't want me to be and that's the way I was comfortable and you know I started to get tattoos and I had my ears pierced and I was really just kind of living life the way I like to live it and constantly my mother you know till then and now still you know why do you have tattoos why do you need your ears pierced why listen to that heavy metal all that kind of stuff and even when she does try and validate me or encourage me or say she loves me it just goes in one ear and out the other or it actually infuriates me and just annoys me to no end so it's been that way my entire life it still is that way now and we've been realizing in therapy to kind of start to bring this together a little bit that I never put two and two together that so much of my past was not again about just the abuse but about 
the invalidation from my mother and now I'm learning and it's it's a serious revelation and a serious anxiety rush and just it fills my emotions right now to where it's all I think about at this point my my healing journey is more about her way about her and less about the abuse um and that's just the way it is right now until I can work through this uh it's it's almost consuming my life to the point where when I go to therapy now I don't enjoy therapy anymore and I say that because before the whole thing started with my mother I looked forward to therapy every week twice a week I was I would lo- I loved going there it it was validating it was encouraging even though it was hard like, don't get me wrong it was not easy therapy is definitely not easy if you go to therapy you know but I felt better when I went and better when I left because it was my safe place the couch is my safe place. Her office is a safe place. Jay is my supporter. She's my advocate. She understands. She's helping me to work through all these issues. But now since we've been going into this new topic, I dread therapy. It's a serious anxiety rush. I feel worse when I leave than I do when I get there. Nothing seems to be helping because I can't process why my mother did this to me. And even though I can understand now why I acted the way I did and the way I do now towards her, it doesn't make me feel any better because at this point I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place. And I say that because I'm trying to decide what to do. Do I confront my mother and risk it blowing up in my face and becoming even more of the black sheep of the family that I already feel? Or do I just clam up and stay the way I am and hope at some point I'll be able to just deal with and accept it and move on? So the problem is that if I confront her, I'm 99.999% sure, you know, um, just like the old soap commercials, that this is going to blow up in my face. Because no matter what she says, it's not going to be what I want to hear and what I need to hear. Even if she apologizes, it's going to put some kind of backhanded spin on it as to I didn't talk, so she didn't understand me. I never wanted to speak up, so she couldn't know. And yes, I get that, but... Because of the way I was raised, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to hear it, and I still feel like that right now. It has literally carried over from my teenage years now into my mid-40s to where I still feel this way. I can't just get over it. It bothers me now today being around her at family functions, you know, holidays, birthdays, whatever. I feel anxiety, and I don't ever go over there by myself. I always take one of my kids with me as a buffer so the kids can hang out with Grandma and Grandpa, and I can just stay to the side and do my thing and talk to my dad a little bit um, and try and avoid my mom as much as possible. So if she were to say something like just, I'm sorry, and then that was it, I still don't think it would be enough because I would be like, how could you not know what you were doing? Why did you treat me like this? And so that wouldn't help either. So there's pretty much nothing I can do or expect out of her that's going to make me feel any better. And conversely, as I said, if I don't say anything, I'm sitting right here in therapy every week writing about this, trying to process it, and I'm not feeling any better. When I came home from uh, therapy the other night, I was so beside myself and just so frustrated. It's, It's just unbelievable. I sat down and wrote a post about it immediately when I came home, literally walking right in the door, started writing and put down about 1,200 words in 20 minutes. Um, just because I had to get it out. So that's going to be the post that comes up, um, which will, which should probably be live on the on the blog before um, this goes live. So you, you'll have already been able to read it, and I would encourage you to definitely read it um, if you're listening to this podcast first. So that's my dilemma right now is I don't know what to do. I just I can't get past what my mother did. Uh, I wrote some articles on my blog previously about how 
my my mother told my secret. She shared my story of abuse to people in my family, people in the church, her friends, um, extended family. These people had no right to know this is my story to tell. It was my story to tell. And whether or not she meant any harm, and I'm not saying she did, I'm not saying she didn't, that doesn't absolve her of what she did to tell people my story when I don't ever remember giving permission for her to do so. And even if I would have given her permission, that's not something you would share with people without asking them first. I mean, I can't imagine what these people felt like when when my mother was telling them that her, her her youngest son was sexually abused as a child by a neighbor kid up the street that, that the family had known for years. And so, I mean, I would never tell anybody's secret like that. The people that confide in me about anything, abuse-related or, or not, anything, I, I don't spread gossip about people and the fact that my mother does that all the time and tells people whether or not again her heart's in the right place and she means well I don't care this is what I can't get past right now and it's 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 something I just I I focus on all the time if I'm not actively involved doing something working on a project hanging out with my kids listening to music doing something where my mind is totally focused it's on my mother and still a little bit on my abuse, obviously. I'm, I'm not anywhere near near healed from the abuse, not even by a long shot. But up until this whole thing started, I, looking back now, you know, over the last month and a half previously, I could see some actual progress. And for me, that's that's just crazy to even say that because I'm the world's biggest minimizer. I can downplay anything. I can't take a compliment or anything nice without trying to spin it so it's not quite as nice as what the person means it to be, or is genuine. But looking back now, reading some of the blog posts, speaking with a colleague and some friends, and even listening to Jay, my therapist, they can see some real progress in me, in my writing, in doing this podcast now, and interacting in the survivor chats on Twitter every week. I can feel myself getting the slightest bit empowered, and now I feel like I've taken a total about-face, 180-degree turn, and I'm, 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 I'm right back where I started, but the starting line is a whole different set of issues now with my mother that I can't even begin to process. I don't know, is it going to take me months, a year or more, however long, to try and figure this out? And that's really just where, where I'm at right now because I don't know what to do. And I don't know if any of you guys or gals ever, ever feel this way about, you know, a family member or something or, or someone in your life. And by the way... I'm from uh, Pennsylvania, so we say guys all the time. Whether you're a man or a woman, it's all guys, so please don't ever take offense to that. But, I mean, and seriously, though, do you guys feel this way? I mean, I can't be alone on this, I don't think, but part of me feels guilty because I'm an ungrateful son for not spending enough time with my dad because that means having to see my mom because my dad is suffering from uh, early onsets of dementia and he's getting worse. And I, I do love my dad. So I feel guilty because I can't see him as much because it keeps these issues with my mom keep me away. And you know, I have good memories with my dad. He used to take me down to the river and skip rocks and go fishing and take the boat out and go for walks and catch minnows and all that kind of stuff. You know, ride dirt bikes and ATCs and whatnot. Um, an ATC is a three-wheeler, by the way. Now they only have quads. But uh, if you grew up in the 80s or the, or the 70s, you know what uh, ATCs are. So... You know, my dad and I had I had a lot of good times. He was he he worked a lot of hours, but he he made an effort to spend time with me, and that's fine. I have good memories. I'm okay with leaving it at that. But I know he wants to see me because I don't know how much time he has left. So I feel guilty for not seeing him. But at the same time, I can't get past this thing with my mother, and it's literally driving me up a wall. So I have that guilt, 
But then I also have this part of me that is saying, why should I feel guilty? I have good memories with my dad. That should be enough. And this thing with my mother, you're going to have to work it out some way, either suck it up and deal with it or confront her. And until then, nothing's going to happen. So I shouldn't feel guilty because I didn't do anything wrong in the sense of I didn't spread a story. I didn't tell anybody something they weren't supposed to know. I mean, sure. Was I was I the perfect teenage son? No, of course not. And, and am I the perfect son now? No. But I do my best and I try hard and I think I'm a good dad and I'm a caring, honest, genuine, down-to-earth guy who, you know, likes sports and, and heavy metal and likes to go bike riding and hiking and, you know, do whatever things that guys do, you know, going out with your friends and whatnot. So I feel like I'm a normal guy. I feel like I'm a decent guy. So that's where part of me is just okay with where I'm at and part of me is not. So this is my dilemma. And uh, I totally apologize if I'm rambling here. I'm not trying to, but this topic is just something that I feel like I wanted to get out here on a podcast to verbalize it as well as writing it out and see if that helps me a bit more to process this before some future talks with Jay and some more more articles and whatnot. So um, I definitely appreciate you guys listening. If you have felt this way, if you have any advice, any insight, I would be so honored and pleased and and would welcome your comments on the blog, on this podcast. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime, send me an email, send me a DM. Uh, I just I would appreciate it very much because I, I'm looking for insight and I'm just I'm getting information from my therapist, which is helping, and I'm trying to process it. But there's just still a mental block of I can't get past what to do because even my therapist doesn't even know what to do right now. Because as I said before, I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. There's no easy way out. And the chances of it going well in confronting my mother are literally next to none. Like it's slim and none and Slim is walking out the door as we speak. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And so that's what I'm struggling with right now. And I'm hoping that in time by continuing to write and to do podcasts and interact with colleagues and survivor chats and whatnot, that I'll be able to find some peace with this. And what that peace is right now, I really honestly can't say. But I know that I've come so far in my healing journey to date from the abuse. And even though I have a long way to go, I, you know, as I said before, looking back, I'm, I'm proud of myself a little bit for what I've been able to accomplish, to be able to speak out as a guy who was a survivor of abuse, to bring a voice to the survivor community from the male perspective that validates both men and women, no matter what type of abuse it was. I want to be an advocate. I want to be part of the survivor community that spreads the word and do what I can to help end the stigma. And if I continue to do that, I got to keep hoping and praying that At some point, I'll be able to come to grips with all this. But until then, I'm going to keep plugging along and doing the best that I can to try and work through this. So I will wrap this up now. Again, thank you so, so much for listening. And please send me some comments, uh, tweets, emails, whatever. I appreciate it. And I will be looking forward to interacting with you all soon. And I hope you all have a great day. Thanks again for listening to the Surviving My Past podcast, presented by survivingmypast.net a therapy blog about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a result of childhood sexual abuse. My story and my opinions are my own. I am not a mental health professional or a medical doctor, nor am I giving any such advice. I'm just a regular guy sharing my stories and hoping to inspire others to help raise awareness, heal together, and end the stigma. I encourage you to seek the help of a professional in regards to any mental or physical health matter. Feel free to contact me anytime via email at lyric at survivingmypast.net or on Twitter at survivingmypast. And be sure to head over to my website and subscribe to my email updates. Have a great day.